Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode of When in Romance is brought to you by Get Booked, our podcast for personalized reading recommendations, which has added a weekly bonus episode called The Hand Sell. Jen and Amanda, former booksellers, take five minutes every episode to pitch you a book they think you'll love with notes about what readers the book is perfect for. The hosts will be focusing on books they haven't talked about much or at all even on the show before. So come here about a new to you read. Regular episodes of Get Booked will continue to come out every Thursday with bonus episodes of The Hand Cell coming out every Monday. Subscribe to Get Booked wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome back to When in Romance, our favorite place to talk about romance novels. Hopefully one of your favorite places to listen to the two of us talk about romance novels. Um, Today is Thursday, February 6th, 2020, and we are recording episode 52. Right, Trisha? We are indeed. Oh, that's the same as the number of uh, cards in a deck of cards. Oh, that's great. Number of weeks in a year. This is <laughs> this is our deck of cards episode, Jess. This is our deck of cards episode. Hooray, happy anniversary. I am Jess, obviously. <laughs> and I'm Trisha, and I kind of wish Jess was slightly more excited about the deck of cards. <laughs> but it's fine. I know it's weird, so I can live with it. I'll take it. Yeah, no, we are super excited to be here, as always. Uh, happy February to everyone. It's, uh, you know, things have knock on wood. My desk is made of glass, so I don't have to knock on it. And I won't because that will probably make our sound editor a little bit bananas. But (laughs) (laughs) things have been a little quieter in the romance world. They have. I mean, things are still happening. Mm -hmm. But it's been the rest of the book world has taken the straw. And uh, (laughs) yes, the rest of the book world is, yeah is less quiet. And they are handling their own mess right now. But romance, you know, still has its stuff, but Mm -hmm. it's relatively quiet. We do have to say a huge congratulations to the organizers of Romance for PR for um, having an amazingly successful auction to support the people of Puerto Rico. Um, They got twice their goal which is great. Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, big congratulations to them and to everyone who was involved, because I know a lot of the authors that we know and love, um, and some that may be new to us, mm-hmm. were involved in donating, and, and that was a super cool effort. And we kind of decided right before the show that as much of a mess as the RWA situation is, none of the updates of it are urgent, so we're just taking a little break. Yeah. We're just giving everybody that mental space to not hear more about that mess right now. Yes, let's let's all have some time. 
Indeed. <laughs> um, I will also say thank you to everyone who uh, either friended or followed me on Goodreads. It was pointed out to me that there are a lot of Trisha Browns on Goodreads. <laughs> so I put a picture on my account, which I didn't know was a thing. And then I did know, and I did it. And it's me in front of a redwood tree. <laughs> so if you see a Trisha Brown in front of a redwood tree, it's either me or someone I want to be friends with. So let me know. Yes. And uh, thank you to those of you who have sent me friend requests in the past um, couple weeks as well. If you haven't, if you sent me a friend request and haven't gotten a response from me, um, ping me some kind of way because I tried to catch all of them as they came through, but I might have missed something. And while there are probably fewer Jess Prides in the world than there are Trisha Browns, who knows? I think there's a picture of me on mine for like a really long time. I joined Goodreads in 2009. I had a photo that was just like a drawing of a generic blonde girl with a book and little hearts. And I, sure. somebody was like, you got to change that. Nobody can find you. <laughs> mm. So I think I'm pretty sure I updated it with a photo of my face. Well, it is worth noting, just like I have learned now. Goodreads is like a little bit difficult. Mm. Like I looked for you and couldn't find you. And so I just waited for you to find me. <laughs> and it was, I think it was user error to be quite honest with you, but Goodreads is difficult, but it's difficult. But just the system, the writing of the reviews is uh, less difficult. Although I am already behind in my goal, but I'm going to get there. I'm going to get caught up. You got this. You've got time. Yeah. Um, I'm recommending some books today. Maybe I'll just like, you know, pop off some, some quick, uh, reviews after the after the show we'll see there you go but speaking of uh, all of those many books we're excited about before we get into them should we do a an ad spot let's indeed do that many many thanks to avon and uh never kiss a duke by megan frampton a disinherited duke and a former lady court much more than business in megan frampton's never kiss a duke sebastian duke of hasford has a title wealth and plenty of rakish charm, until he discovers the only thing that truly belongs to him is his charm. An accident of birth has turned him into plain Mr. De Silva. Now Sebastian is flummoxed as to what to do with his life until he stumbles into a gambling den owned by Miss Ivy, a most fascinating young lady who hires him on the spot. Working with a boss has never seemed so enticing. You know, Trisha, I'm not sure what it is with this, like, new... Tiny trend of women owning or desiring to own uh, gambling dens or gaming hells or, you know, upright casinos. But I'm really enjoying it. Here for it. 100%. <laughs> I mean, you know, you make that money, ladies. Yes. Make that money. Make that money. So once again, thank you to Avon, Never Kiss a Duke, and Megan Frampton. I'm very excited about that. I'm behind in my Megan Frampton reading. I got to get caught up. Yeah, same. So we realized when we were talking about what to do and cover on this episode that uh, before, well, this is a terrible way of describing it, before our next episode airs, Valentine's Day will happen. Mm -hmm. Or an easier way of saying that is this episode will come up about four days before Valentine's Day. Yeah. So that makes more sense. And so we kind of talked about doing a little bit of the Valentine's Day slash Galentine's Day theme in part because so much of the romance coverage this time of year is so grim. <laughs> and by grim, I mean poorly done by ignorant people. So we 
are not ignorant people. And we intend to do yeah, exactly what not about this anyway. I'm ignorant about a lot of things, but not this. Um, so we figured we'd have a little fun and, you know, kind of lean into that Valentine's Day uh, theme. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where I came up with it. But somehow I said to Jess, hey, you know, what'd be fun is if we uh, picked a bunch of random candy heart sayings. I think you all know what I'm talking about. Those little chalk hearts that are terrible to actually put in your mouth. <gasps> Jess, I realized recently, I think when I was searching candy heart sayings, those are made by the same people that do Necco wafers, really? which are the worst candy in the world. They really are. Tied for number one with circus peanuts. <laughs> Go ahead and at me if you like either Necco wafers or circus peanuts because you are wrong. (laughs) And the candy hearts are the same people, which makes so much sense. You know, Trisha, every candy a lover. I mean, fine, but still. Some candy lovers are more wrong. (laughs) I mean, I agree with you, but somebody out there must like it because they're still selling. Unless, you know, the the people who created them sold their souls to the devil. I don't know. Um, but for some <laughs> reason, they still exist. So somebody likes them. We'll, we'll let that person enjoy their bliss. I mean, sure. I guess you're not supposed to yuck someone else's yum. <laughs> but you can enjoy your yum while knowing that you are wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fine. Anyway, so uh, that was a quick little aside. So uh, we just kind of picked some of the random candy heart sayings. You've seen all of them, you know. They're weird now. Some of them are like website. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, others are sunshine or chill out or awesome or whatever. So we just picked a handful and we picked uh, romance books that you can enjoy while admiring those candy hearts from afar because you definitely, definitely don't want to actually eat them. Uh, so Jess, you want to you start us off with a candy heart saying and a book that, that matches up with it? Well, you know, I couldn't help. From the moment I saw love, L-U-V, two, letter two, dance, thinking of Take the Lead by Alexis Daria. I love that book so much. I It's been a few years since I read it, and I still recommend it regularly. And that is the book that features a star and pro dancer in a show that's similar to Dancing with the Stars. And I just, I love it so much. <laughs> I'm here for it. I think that makes a lot of sense. Great. And also, love, L-U-V. Yes. Two, numeral two, dance, is probably the best of the conversation heart saying. That- just because it takes so much advantage <laughs> of the small amount of space in which they are given. Tiny space. Tiny space. It's just so little. Uh, So I, for mine, I went with, um my first one is marry me question mark which i appreciate again the punctuation in these is just top notch uh and that i had to return to a favorite book of mine that i feel like it's been too long since i talked about and so it's felt like time to go back and that is his convenient husband by robin covington which is a male male marriage of convenience story uh in which isaiah who is a professional football player, um, who is a widower. His husband had passed away um, a few years back. Uh, marries Victor, who is a Russian principal ballet dancer who um, can't go back to Russia or he seeks political asylum in the U.S. and then um, unfortunately is denied it and knows that it will be very dangerous for him to go back. And so uh, because he's a 
sorry, like I, I should probably explain, he is a gay man who is very vocal about um, the rights of the gay community. So Isaiah's like, hey, we could get married. Marry me, question mark, as it says <laughs> in the conversation heart. Uh, and as it turns out, it's meant to be sort of a platonic marriage where, you know, everyone is just being happy and safe. And yet. And yet. I think you know what happens, Jess. I, I think I do. I mean, I actually do. But. Because you read it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> feelings happen. Capital F feelings. And chemistry. Some capital C chemistry. Some serious capital C chemistry. Yeah. Uh, but it's a wonderful book. It's great. And um, it is – I'm not a huge marriage of convenience person, but I really, really like His Convenient Husband. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of my all-time faves. And like I said, I think it's been – maybe it's been six months since I've recommended it. So it felt like it was time. It felt <laughs> like it was time to bring it back around. One more time. That is His Convenient Husband by Robin Covington. Awesome. You know, Trisha gave me a list of um, potential candy heart sayings to use because Trisha is awesome and does a lot of work <laughs> around here. I do what I can. <laughs> and the moment I saw Poppy Love, I thought about this book and it's hilarious. Time out. I just want to say... I loved the direction you took this. <laughs> I was imagining all of those like adorable books where there's like a like random blonde woman like cuddling a puppy on the cover. <laughs> you all might be surprised to learn that's not the direction that Jess went. No, no, it's not because the immediate book that came to mind for me was Mating the Huntress by Talia Hibbert, which was um, her uh, like a Halloween holiday book a, a couple of years ago and this book includes chastity a monster hunter and luke the werewolf who has the most ridiculous adoration of chastity <laughs> it's adorable you wouldn't think that a romance between a huntress and a werewolf that has some super serious sexy times would be a adorable but it is the most precious thing on the planet the two of them like luke's like be my lover and she's like ah, i kill you but also you're cute <laughs> and very sweet and i can't i want to kill you but i can't yeah it is so charming like for a book about one person who wants to kill the other person who's in love with them <laughs> it is the most charming so charming so once again that is mating the huntress by talia hibbert who promises that someday we will have more. Oh, I really hope so. I hope so. Um, so the next one that I went with, and I think we're going to have a little bit of overlap here, but there is a, a candy heart that says, uh, you rule. Mm -hmm. And I think we, we both took this maybe a little bit literally, but the book that I picked for this is kind of, it felt sort of fitting with the times. Um, the book is called Royally Matched, and it's by Emma Chase, uh, who is a romantic comedy writer who... One of, I think, her hallmarks is that a lot of her POV is male POV. Mm -hmm. So some of her series she does almost entirely in male POV. This one is alternating between Prince Henry, who, and I guess this is a tiny spoiler because this is the second book in the series. So if you haven't read the first, then, and you care, maybe fast forward, but who has just become the crown prince because his older brother abdicated mm. because his older brother married an American and they moved back to New York. Nice. And so uh, Prince Henry is 
loosely, but not all that loosely, based on Prince Harry circa like maybe 2012. <laughs> um, so he's, uh, has some experience in the military, um, and actually has some PTSD as related to that. Uh, he just found out that after an entire lifetime of being not the heir to the crown, he is now the heir to the crown because he's the younger brother. And so he decides because he's kind of spiraling a little bit to choose a wife because his grandmother, the queen wants him to choose a wife uh, through a reality television show. So he contracts with a reality television show um, to find himself a wife. So essentially like the bachelor of the heir to the, Whatever this country is called, I feel bad now. I can't remember. Um, but it's like loosely based on, it's not English. It's, oh, it's Westco. Um, so, you know, this is sort of like the princess diary sort of situation where they make up a country and somebody's doing a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, uh, woman who ends up being the heroine in the book, Sarah, is extremely introverted. Like she cannot handle crowds or people or whatever, but she goes because her sister is one of the contestants on the show. And as it turns out, again, Feelings, Jess, capital F, capital feelings F. between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I will give a content warning on this that there are uh, descriptions of past um, parental violence against Sarah. None of that happens on the page, but it is referenced and she does have um, some long-term trauma uh, related issues uh, related to that. There is also a very beginning of someone working toward an assault of a woman who is unconscious. Mm. It doesn't get very far and it's relatively like short on the page. But if that's a thing that is absolutely a no go for you, then you should know uh, that that is there. And I say this knowing again, and I've said this before that it sounds weird. This is a comedy. And so the fact that those things are there sometimes feels a little weird, but it's, I think a good example of a way that, Sometimes someone's entire life and existence is not defined by a trauma that they might have experienced in the past, and you still can have fun and joy and all of those things. So I don't know. Like I said, it it may not be for everybody, but um, Broiling Match by Emma Chase is a book that I really like, and it also uh, it it very much fits the you rule candy heart. <laughs> so there you have it. And like Trisha said. I was also drawn to this you rule in a very literal manner. And honestly, if you listen to this podcast and haven't read this book yet, maybe this will be your impetus to finally read this book. Um, it is actually the third book, uh, third full-length novel, fifth actual book in the Reluctant Royals series by Alyssa Cole, because as we know, I cannot go a single episode of When in Romance without mentioning Alyssa Cole. I mean, we've all come to terms. <laughs> That's there are worse things. <laughs> I haven't gotten any paperwork saying like stay away from me. So, I mean, there is like a body of water between us, so it's okay. Um <laughs> So, but anyway, A Prince on Paper, the third full-length novel in the Reluctant Royal series, which some say you should read the whole thing in order to get what's happening in this book, but I think it it can stand on its own if you're fine with knowing who ends up with whom in the previous novels. Um, but um, so this one, there are a lot of royals in this whole universe because the series is called Reluctant Royals. Um, but 
you've got Naya, who is from uh, Tasolo, and uh, Johan, who is from a country that does not exist, but is sort of like Lichtenberg. Um, and let's call it Westco. Let's call Why it Westco. There can be overlap. Yeah. Oh, it's actually called Lichtenberg. It's like Liechtenstein. Y- you know what? It's it's a really tiny country in Europe. Let's just go with that. And they are. Johan has access to a personal plane, and uh, not, he and Naya end up spending time together on it that they don't enjoy because neither one is particularly fond of the other. Or at least it's presented that way. Naya doesn't like Johan. Johan has a crush. Um, sure. And things happen. Um, the royals of Tesolo get married, which, you know, spoiler for the first book. <laughs> um, yeah. And things happen, and suddenly Naya and Johan are um, pretending to be engaged. So there's there are all kinds of things about learning who you are and what you want to be and being your own true self and keeping secrets, but also knowing when to reveal secrets and all of that stuff. And it's a great wrap up to the series, but it's also just a really good book. Um, I think it's probably my favorite of the five. Well, no, it's my favorite of the three full length novels, which is really hard to select because they're all so good. Yeah. Um, Can't Escape Love is definitely my favorite of the five, but that's a whole different thing. You don't say, Jess. <laughs> Wait, what? You mean I haven't talked about it endlessly since it was released? I mean, I think you've mentioned it a time or two. A savvy listener might have picked up on your appreciation for that book. No, probably not. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so A Prince on Paper by Alyssa Cole. You rule in more ways than one. Indeed. And so for my last one, I actually did a swap out because, um, so quick disclaimer, uh, I realized once I had my list of books that I was going to talk about on this episode, that unfortunately, a lot of them are sort of violent, or there is some violence in the past, or I don't know, I don't quite know, I was trying to go for a diversity of, you know, some historical and some you know, SFF books and some of whatever. And it turns out uh, the thing that some of them had in common that I didn't realize was uh, that they were super violent. So I took one book out and I swapped another book in. Um, And uh, so for the XOXO classic Mm -hmm. Conversation Heart, um, for a couple of reasons, I went with a book called My Boyfriend is a Bear. Uh, It's by Pamela Ribbon and it is illustrated by Kat Ferris. (laughs) so much and it's a graphic novel and it is i I talked about it before i want to say in the very early days of the podcast jess Mm -hmm. um it's a romantic graphic novel about a woman who is having bad luck with men which is a thing (laughs) i can relate to uh and she meets an actual bear um, while she's out in the world. And it turns out, in a shocking turn of events, he is a better boyfriend than all of the human boyfriends mm-hmm. that she has had ever. Ever. And it sounds like it is ridiculous. And to be fair, it is ridiculous. But there is some sort of interesting and nuanced insights about how things go when you're in a new relationship and how your friends react to 
somebody that you're excited about, but they don't think is a good fit for you or how your family reacts or all of the challenges that you have to deal with logistically. In this case, the logistical challenge is hibernation. <laughs> so that's different in some ways, I will grant you. Yes. But, you know, I think it is worth, uh, it's a different kind of long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. right? uh, and it is actually really lovely and charming and it is fun and funny and bizarre. But like I said, I think there are some pieces about it that are relatable in ways that you might not expect. Uh, so again, that's My Boyfriend is a Bear. It's by Pamela Ribbon and illustrated by Kat Ferris. Uh, and that is my XOXO conversation heart. Awesome. We need to do this more often. Well, I guess it's really a Valentine's Week kind of thing, because that's the only time we want to think about conversation hearts. Yeah, if even then. If even uh, then. To be honest. Yeah. Um, so did you have any other conversation hearts, Jess, or are we have we exhausted that chalky goodness? I think the chalky goodness is exhausted. Let's talk about some other Valentine style stuff. Before we do, let's do one other ad spot. Our next ad spot is courtesy of Book Riot Insiders. As you may have heard, it's a new year, and that means new perks for Book Riot Insiders. We've sweetened the current short story and novel levels and introduced a brand new epic level. And you can try out any level for free for two weeks. The highlight is our new group read, available to all epic members. And there's no cap on epic, so the more the merrier. Every quarter, we'll read a book, voted on by Epic subscribers, that will fulfill at least one task of the 2020 Read Harder Challenge, and we'll cap off our read-along with a live chat. But wait, there's more! And to find out what it is, get the full details of this and all other perks by signing up at insiders.bookriot.com. That's insiders.bookriot.com. And I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but uh, about a week ago, I recorded a remixed episode, which is the podcast that we have that is only available to Book Riot Insiders um, with Rebecca Shinsky. And we talked about traveling and traveling solo, specifically if you are a single person and maybe a single non-male person. Hmm. But anyway, it was super fun. So if you want to listen to that, uh, maybe I, I think it's going to go up in the next two weeks or so. <laughs> so uh, maybe sign up for um, a, an Insiders membership at insiders at bookriot.com. Excellent. So now we will jump in to some Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day romances. Yes. We love both of those. We do. If you are unfamiliar with Valentine's Day, it is a holiday that was essentially started by the great and good show Parks and Rec, <laughs> in which Leslie Nope, uh, who is the delightful assistant director of the parks department uh, brings together on the 13th of February, all of her female friends and they celebrate Galentine's day. And I feel like, although in that case it is pretty gender specific, it doesn't have to be. I feel like Galentine's day could also be Palentine's day, like <laughs> pals uh, or whatever else. I feel like it's just a day for celebrating all of the friends that you have of any gender. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, we were going to highlight some romances that, that feature the importance of friendship generally, and then also feature some romances that actually highlight Valentine's day as a day. Yeah. Which I didn't really think of as a thing that I would really enjoy, but I've been reading 
one or two every year for the past couple of years, and they're just delightful. I think that's lovely. <laughs> um, so I think not probably in any way related to the fact that I am single and you are not. I have more of the <laughs> Galentine's Day slash Palentine's Day romances, and you have more of the Valentine's Day ones. Um, and since the 13th of February comes first, I will I will kick us off. And this is, again, a book that I'm going to have to give you a quick content warning on. <laughs> um, so Shelley Lorenston, who I, I think I've talked about before on the podcast, has a, a series called the Call of Crows series. Um, and there's some things about the third book that I'm not 100% sure about. But the first two are really great. And what happens in this series is that uh, a couple in, in both of the first books, the main female character has this is where the content warning part comes in <laughs> been murdered but that's just the beginning of the story and um in the second book which is i think my favorite and which you can read without having read the first one that book is called the undoing um and this woman jace has long before the book has even begun was killed but uh she is now as everyone in these books is she's fighting for a viking goddess um, with a spectacular group of other women who have been resurrected called the crows. And they're like super vengeful, doing all of this work for this ancient goddess. And it does get a little complicated because they have to join forces with this Viking clan who uh, are called the protectors, who actually pretty much their entire existence is trying to eliminate the crows, or it was. Now there's kind of like a peace situation, so they're doing better. Mm -hmm. But the protectors actually need um, Jace because she speaks multiple languages and can do a lot of translation and they're trying to translate all their books. These guys love books. Mm. Like they're real into them. It's a whole thing. Uh, so, you know, there's also that element. If you are a book lover, you might consider uh, taking taking this one up. But the, the one of the things, there are two things that I really, really love about these books. And one is that... They're so funny. Shelley Lawrenston is, I think I've said this before on the podcast, I think probably the most underrated romantic comedy writer um, writing books right now. I, she's so funny. There, there's just like this dry humor that runs through all of them. It's fantastic. And then the other thing about them is is what kind of qualifies them for the Galentine's Day. You, I just did air quotes for just us. <laughs> um, underground qualifies them. So now you all know. Um, is the fact that the... The female friendships and relationships in these books are fascinating and very real and very close. All of these women have every, anyone who's a part of the crows, you, you have to be, you know, dead to be a part of it. <laughs> and then you are resurrected by this Viking goddess and, um, and they all live together in this house in like LA. Mm -hmm. And like some of them have day jobs as models or actresses. And then some of them have like day jobs as like accountants, <laughs> but they all live in this giant mansion. Um, and it's sort of delightful and wonderful in that way of it kind of reminds you of being in college mm -hmm. and being like, Oh, I don't get to choose all the people that live on this floor with me, but we all have this weird thing in common. So anyway, uh, the undoing by Shelley Lawrenston is a really lovely illustration of what friendship can look like on a variety of levels. That's beautiful. I, I really, really need to get on that. I've got most of that series in my possession, either on my shelf or on my Kindle. And I'm just really bad at following through. <laughs> I mean, you'll get there. And when you do, you'll be delighted. I'm excited. 
Um, so for Valentine's Day, I'm kind of leaving you all hanging for this one because it actually doesn't come out until Friday. But when it does, you should read it immediately. Um, and that is Just One More by Jody Slaughter. Um, and this is, you know, it's a short novella and it made me realize that there is actually a difference between forced proximity and extended proximity. I think I need you to say more about that. I don't know what that means. So this book involves two people that meet in an Uber and there's some bad stuff that happens in the Uber. So they both get out. Um, but they've had chemistry since they got in the car. So they decide to get some dessert together. Uh, so they extend their proximity. So dessert turns into an evening together, which turns into, you know what? I've got some chores to do. You want to hang out with me? Which then turns into, and then turns into, and you'll see. Got it. So that's extended proximity. Like, they are deciding that they can, they want to spend a lot of time together in a very short amount of time. Um, whereas mm-hmm. forced proximity is like, we're snowed in. We're being forced to take a road trip across the country together. Um, someone is coming after both of us and we are lost in Antarctica. Um, the <laughs> Our next episode is just going to be just giving details on each of those books because I feel like they're all <laughs> Um, you know, like, we're, we're stuck together, and that is building the intensity we have for each other, instead of we have decided to spend a brief amount of time together. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, that was Just One More by Jody Slaughter, and it's, like, a great love story to Valentine's Day, because, um, Whitney, the female protagonist, just loves it so much, and she really just wants some cupcakes. Oh my god, I've been there. But things keep happening from the beginning where she is being kept from having her cupcakes. That is a literal nightmare, and I feel like there should be a content warning for that. Uh, Okay, content warning. Someone someone who cannot get the cupcakes they need. Cannot get the cupcakes they need, or can they? We'll find out. (gasps) Ooh. You should you should do this for a living. (laughs) This thing this thing where you talk about books. (laughs) I, I really should. Oh man, that is amazing. <laughs> um before I do my next pick, I have to tell you that uh when I was trying to decide on a Valentine's Day or Palentine's Day or whatever you want to call it, um list, the number one top series as always that was on my list was the Twisted Wishes series by Anna Zabo in which all of the friendships are the most wonderful and I love them so much and I really love those books so much. But I think I might be like legally barred from mentioning them again, <sighs> at least for a little while. Like I think I might have to get into at least like the third month of 2020 before <laughs> I can discuss them again. So I'm sneaking them in. But please do read all of them. They're wonderful. The found friendships in them are unlike anything I think I've read in romance. They're so great. But uh, so that's a that was just a quick little um, tiny aside. endorsement that doesn't count. Didn't didn't count. Uh, it's totally fine. Uh, and I will instead talk about a series by Tessa Dare. It's the Girl Meets Duke series. I think I'm going to recommend the Governess game because of the three of the four books that are out so far. I think that's the one that does not feature any violence or abuse against a protagonist. 
at least that I can recall. I apologize if it does. Um, but it's also really delightful. We've talked about it before and, um, it's Chase, who is the, um, unexpected guardian of, of two girls, um, who are, it's not entirely clear how they're linked to him, but it, it becomes a little bit more clear why it's not clear. Um, and I know what I just said, but I stand by it. <laughs> uh, and so Alex is an astronomer and, you know, she's setting people's clocks and, through a series of things that happens in the first few chapters, she loses her chronometer, which is the thing that she uses to set the clocks. And so she has to kind of take Chase up on this job of being a governess for Rosamond and Daisy, who are these two delightful little girls who Daisy like kills off one of her dolls. We've talked about this before <laughs> um, once a day and makes everyone attend a funeral for the doll. And it is the most delightful. Um, it's a great book. And the reason that the whole series kind of falls into this, um, you know, Galentine's Day pattern is that the characters in each of the four books are sort of social outcasts mm-hmm. for various reasons who um, end up one by one sort of falling in love and, uh, you know, bringing their also sort of outcast partners into the mix and, it is really lovely and, and Wallflower Wager, which is the third book in the series and the Duchess Steel, which is the first are also great books. Um, and if I am recalling correctly, any sort of abuse, whether it is emotional or physical against, um, and or sexual, whatever it is against a protagonist happens off the page and it's in the past, but because it is there, um, it is worth, like I said, I did, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I just, I like all these books and then I realized, that they sort of have this thing in common. But I'm pretty sure the governess game is um, the one that you can count on to not feature violence against people. That's like the lowest bar, Jess. I think the only violence against people is really the continued ongoing funerals. For for the doll, Millicent, I think is her name. I think think her name is Millicent, yeah. Yeah, and it's... um, like I said, I am not always a big fan of children in romance, but these two children are delightful, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. They are. Okay, so another Valentine's Day book that is out, you can now purchase it um, or read it on Kindle Unlimited, um, is Candy Hearts by Erin McClellan. And this is the second book in her So Over the Holidays series. The first one um, was a Christmas book. And the hilarious thing about that is um, that the the siblings who are in these two books, their last name is Holiday. Aw, I didn't put that together. That's super charming. <laughs> so Sasha Holiday hated Christmas. And Benji Holiday is single. And he's hoping to get away from all of the Valentine's Day stuff. Um, by going to a house party at a friend of his sister's, um, somewhere in the sticks. Like it's a, it's a lake house, but it's not really a nice lake. Um, <laughs> that's the best. And when he arrives at Sasha, Saucer's friend's William's house, uh, William's very surprised to see him because he told everyone that he had initially invited that the day the party would start the next day because he has no power. So sure, Benji doesn't particularly feel like driving home for hours in order to drive back with his sister and her fiance. Um, so he's just like, fine, whatever, I'll stay. And you know that's cool. 
But Benji and William have immediate spark of chemistry. And they're not completely sure what to do about it, because William's kind of, like, staid and quiet and likes nonfiction and (laughs) poetry. And Benji's like, I'm bored. I'm going to kill my phone. I'm going to scroll on Instagram, but I'm going to kill my phone and there's no power. Can I use your car? But the two of them are alone together in the house for the first evening. And they find something to do with themselves. And it involves discovering that Benji really likes the feeling at both like the physical feeling and the feeling of empowerment he gets from wearing lingerie. And there's like a whole thing about that because he's like a large muscular guy. He's a mechanic. Um, But he also like really feels in his skin when he wears it. And when William discovers this, it's not what you expect the reaction to be. And from there, we just keep moving throughout the weekend um, for some lovely Be My Valentine because we both need practice being in a romantic relationship without knee strings kind of thing. Is it kind of a fake relationship? Not really, but kind of. I don't know. This is apparently my thing and I can't figure out what it is. Well, it sounds like it is delightful. And I talk I I can talk about it in so much detail because I'm kind of in the middle of it right now. So Ooh. So when Trisha and I finish recording, I am going to go finish it. So if you subscribe to Kissing Books, you'll know how I feel about it for real by reading Kissing Books. If you don't just go subscribe. Yeah, just go subscribe. Yes, yeah, so that's Candy Hearts by Erin McClellan. Well, that sounds delightful. I'm excited to read Kissing Books and learn how you feel about it and then read it for myself. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so my last one um, is a series, sort of. No, it is a series. I've just only read half the book, so I can only <laughs> recommend like half a series. And that's the Games People Play series. It's by Helen K. Diamond. I think, oof. yeah, I'm not going to give you a specific title on this. I will give you the three that I've read, which are The Fixer. The Enforcer and The Negotiator, which are the first two full-length books and the first novella in the series. And again, these are books, they're romantic suspense. And so there is some violence in them. Um, so heads up on that. Uh, but there's, I think, a really lovely theme of both, of all kinds of friendship. So the um, male protagonists in these books are linked together because they're part of this like, elite band of like badasses who had (laughs) like unfortunate circumstances in their early life and so they sort of came together to work and in some ways kind of like seek vengeance on people sometimes Mm. but sometimes they don't seek vengeance on people because they know it's not the right thing to do because you know they do have morals so that's great um but there's also a lot of really lovely um helen k diamond writes also really like lovely supportive friendships for the women in her books as well um (laughs) the enforcer which is uh the kayla and matthias story um it kind of spring is kind of the launching pad for the negotiator which is a holiday novella like it's it's a christmas story in that it takes place near christmas and a couple of times they say what are each of us doing for christmas but that's it. You don't. <laughs> you definitely don't have to read it around Christmas. <laughs> and like Lauren, who's the female protagonist in that book, or one of the main characters in that book, is friends with Kayla, who's one of the main characters in The Enforcer. And each are very protective of the other. And The Negotiator is the one that is a novella. That's the holiday one. 
And like <laughs> Lauren's husband was now I'm just going to tell you I'm doing air quotes, lost at sea. <laughs> and everybody tells her like, yeah, that's not a thing. Like he wasn't. That's no nobody that nobody actually gets lost at sea. Like that's not <laughs> a real thing. And she learns very early in the book that in fact he was not lost at sea. Uh-oh. Uh But he does also very early in the book end up dead. Oh, no. And so, yeah, then all of a sudden she's a suspect. It's a lot. Um, So all of the books are great and they do have – kind of these continuing themes throughout of, well, like, I'm not going to abandon you because you are my friend or different people saying like, mm, no, you can't treat this person this way because they are someone who is important to me. Um, and so there's just like a l- really lovely network of, of friendships and people who take care of each other. Um, and again, that's the Games People Play series by Helen K. Diamond. I can vouch for The Fixer, The Enforcer, and The Negotiator. <laughs> I'm sure the other ones are also lovely, um, but do be aware that there is some violence in all of those books. If you need more specifics, let me know and I will get it to you. Awesome. Now this one I haven't actually read yet. Um, so I can't, I can't say, oh my gosh, this is the best thing, but it is the fourth book in a series that I have been reading religiously. And that is A Big Surprise for Valentine's Day by Jackie Lau. And it's the fourth book in her Holidays with the Wong series. The first one of those was, um, she's Canadian, so Thanksgiving in October. And then there was a Christmas one. And then there was a Chinese New Year one. Well, Lunar New Year, but Chinese New Year, you know. Um, and this is the Valentine's Day one. And they're all, they're about these siblings, um, all of whom, it starts out when their parents and grandparents decide to set them up on blind dates for Thanksgiving. So everything sort of spirals from there. Um, and now we've got the youngest and the only sister um, in the sibling group. And we get a hint of sort of what's going on from the previous book, the Lunar New Year book. Um, and sort of, sort of like Trisha was talking about, you don't have to read it any of these books around their holidays, but they are fun around their holidays because you're sort of already in that environment. Uh, um, so Amber, the the youngest Wong's, Wong sibling, um, is sort of trying to get back into dating, sort of. Like, she mostly just, just wants to have more sex. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> And she runs into a family friend who is actually one of her older brother's, um, like, former BFF, who sort of stopped talking to him, which you find out in the previous book. Um, and he's like, it was weird because I'm sleeping with your sister. And that, that was the kicker that of the, like, and this is the lead-in to the Valentine's Day book. So the two of them decide to have a casual sexual relationship. but. I mean, it's a romance novel. What happens? Is it capital F feelings? <laughs> capital F feelings. <laughs> and and the the whole Wong family is just amazing. So I have the feeling that they will get involved in funny but embarrassing ways that you would never want your actual family to get involved in your relationship like. But because you're reading it happened to someone else it's perfectly fine and absolutely delightful um so that is a big surprise for valentine's day by jackie lau and um 
I will also try to read that in the coming days in between. Well, all of us who are wise enough to subscribe to Kissing Books will look forward to hearing what you think about it. <laughs> and I think those are all of our our recommendations for whatever entines, alentines, you, you <laughs> are observing this year. Or even if you're not, like we said before, any of these books are great anytime. So, anytime. you know, enjoy as you like. Uh, do enjoy all the people that are important to you over the coming week, um, always, but particularly over the coming week, whether they are gals or pals or vows. I, I don't <laughs> that, that, that didn't work quite as well as I'd hoped it would, but you all know what I mean. And if you happen to work in a location where you, that is in the United States, where you have a regular, uh, Monday to Friday work week with um national holidays off don't forget that valentine's day is the beginning of a long weekend i forgot until i read just one more so if you can take advantage of that indeed (laughs) uh and in the meantime uh, always feel free to rate and review this show it does help other folks find it so if uh you have found it and are excited about it please do you know hop on whatever you're rating and reviewing mechanism is and make that happen um as always do let us know again thank you all for um supporting me in my <laughs> troubled but but determined uh efforts to become a good reads person a good readser i don't know we believe in you trisha Thank you. It means so much to me. Um, I do appreciate it. Uh, as always, you can find me at Trisha Haley Brown on Twitter, Instagram, and Goodreads. And you can find me on Twitter at Jess is Reading, all one word. Jess underscore is underscore reading on Instagram. And Jess Pride on Goodreads. And let us know what your favorite Allentine's uh, books are of any you know, variety. If you have a, um, I will do a quick rundown of the candy heart, uh, sayings that I gave you Jess, in case anybody has any of their own. <laughs> so we've got love to dance, whatever website, which again, I don't, I don't even know. I don't either. Puppy love you rock. You rule. Marry me question mark. <laughs> awesome. With a space in the middle sunshine. Chill out. And XOXO. Or, of course, you can do what I did and Google Candy Hearts, <laughs> find your own, and let us know what your favorite books are uh, that are associated with those. We would be happy to share them on the next episode. Absolutely. But for now, uh, happy Allentines to all of you. Happy Allentines and happy reading, everyone. Happy reading. Happy reading.